folks, welcome to Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. This week, I am going to be taking us on a little bit of a dive into that whole lioness with multiple cubs that she leveled up like Pokemon. That whole allegory that we encountered in Ezekiel. Emily is going to be talking about who actually wrote Ezekiel. And then Jace is going to be taking us through, I guess, some gossip about The Rock and his ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Very important stuff. Uh So what's happening with these lions? Okay, yeah. So we get this whole thing about how there's this lioness who brought up her cubs and then one of her cubs becomes a lion, learns to catch prey, devours men, then gets captured and taken to Egypt. And then she's like, okay, well, I'll start over again with the second lion. He also grows up, learns to catch prey, devours men, then gets shuffled off to Babylon. And we were wondering... What is that referring to? Is this a callback to Joseph way back in the day? Is this a callback to the times of Moses when they were in Egypt? Mm, And Right, yeah. Yeah, so it turns out it's actually very specific. It's very specific in that the first cub is supposed to be a metaphor for Jehoahaz. What? Who was the king of Josiah. Who? Yes. Oh. Jehoahaz. What? Really? Yes, and Jehoahaz had a very short reign. He only reigned for a few months in 609 BC. And he was one of those where he had a short reign, but then he was he was a bad, a bad king. He was one of the you know the bad, bad. Yeah. He was one of, in our in our in the book of Kings and Second Kings, he was one of our many kings that showed up and was a bad king. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he was taken prisoner to Egypt after only a three-month reign. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So very specific reference for what exactly. seems like... Yeah, that's really specific. The fact that you've only got two lions seems weird that you would mention so specifically. Waste one lion on that guy? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> one wasted lion. Well, then the second lion, second lion refers to Jehoiakim of Judah. Right, and who, he who got reigned, captured. Yes, he reigned from 609 yeah. BC to 597 BC. And he was captured and taken to Babylon. So right. I think he was the one that uh, that uh, what's his name dealt with. Who our previous prophet Jeremiah. 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 Yes. yes. Yeah. I think Jeremiah was dealing with him. Um, yeah. So this is more. I think we went a little lofty with it. We thought it was going to be a big, broad, sweeping metaphor, but really, it's just kind of like a political cartoon. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're I right. think it is a little bit like a political yeah. cartoon. And as I was doing more research, I found a site called schmoop.com. Schmoop, there it is. Schmoop, <laughs> there it is, yes. I don't know. And of course, I got a little distracted by what schmoop.com is. Schmoop is a Yiddish word that stands oh. for like to nudge something forward. Lovely. And oh, yeah. it's a okay. site. It's a site that's more like a generic educational resources site like they do you know Shakespeare study guides and cool they had some Bible study guides that's why I ended up okay. on the Shmoop yeah. site their splash page if anyone from Shmoop.com is listening and I'm pretty sure there must be at least one person listening considering the far reach of our podcast <laughs> good um, you right let's hope so <laughs> on their splash page on their their home page you know they're they're breaking down you know we make learning easier we make it we have relatable content and we're student first and then one of their talking points is quote humor's bone excuse me eh? which they describe as we use humor to break down tough subjects into fun ones and i'm like this sounds like this is weirdly translated like somebody translated it funny does. bone humor's bone <laughs> yeah but from what i can see everyone mm. on the team is full on native english speakers so huh. schmoop.com just something to think about 
anyway, in their study guide for Ezekiel chapter 9, 19, they essentially break down the events of the chapter into bullet points. Nothing terribly interesting there. They don't really offer any commentary. But the last bullet point says, Ezekiel repeats that this is a, a lamentation, not an episode of, quote, animals gone bad. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Okay, <laughs> what? animals gone that's bad. A, that's, I guess that's an example of humor's bone. There you go. Uh, okay, so we're... <laughs> I'm sorry, we're supposed to be so amused by the idea of animals gone bad that we don't realize we're learning things? Is that is that what we're going I, I, for? I guess so, yeah. I think, I think that's the idea. That's funny. I mean, uh, I could see this description of humor's bone kind of being the whole thing that Drunk Bible Study is about, right? It's like bone. we're learning things, but we're also oh, yeah. boning. Yeah, well... I mean, drinking. Oh. But it's also, we're drinking, and so we don't really remember them very well. Mm, that's Slightly true. different approach to education. Yeah. Right. It's like if we approached education with the goal of not retaining any knowledge, <laughs> that's where we really shine. That's where we are. That's, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're retaining some knowledge, but not that's a lot. True. I mean, I'm not retaining some. a lot. <laughs> It's kind of all washing over me and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Some stuff sticks. Yeah. yeah, some for sure. <laughs> That's what I got. All righty. Well, that was fun. Um, I looked up, I was interested during the episode, like who the heck actually wrote this book? Because they always say, oh, it's the prophet who wrote it. And I'm like, yeah, is it though? And so I looked up initially on Google who wrote Ezekiel and right away, uh, churchofjesuschrist.org says the prophet Ezekiel is the author of the book Ezekiel. <laughs> okay. And yeah. they say that, yeah, he, okay, so he was a priest who was among the Jewish captives carried away to Babylon by King Nebuchadrezzar in approximately 597 BC. So, okay, whatever. But then you scroll down to the Wikipedia article and immediately it says, no, he did not write this. Controversy (laughs) right away. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Um, It says essentially that this person, or not this person, but the men of the great assembly were the ones who wrote it. So I've heard of a, this great assembly before. Yeah, according to Jewish tradition, Ezekiel did not write his own book, the book of Ezekiel, but rather his prophecies were collected and written by the men of the great assembly. Hmm. Hmm. They're known as the great synagogue and they were an assembly of 120 scribes, sages, and prophets in the period from the end of the biblical prophets since the early Second Temple period, which started around 516 BCE to the early Hellenistic period, which began with Alexander's conquests of 333 to 332 BCE. So there's a bunch of, oh, like Zechariah hmm. and Malachi, interesting Daniel, um, a bunch of people. So these are like lower prophets, right? Are we going to talk about them later? We're going to read their books for sure. Oh yeah, we're yeah. going to get to the, the minor prophets, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so that that's apparently who wrote it. That's interesting. These lower prophets, that's fun. Or that the, they're during the time of the second temple. Yes. Which was in that range, which is not that far after what we're dealing with now, right? Because like no. Dedeker just said, we get into like, it's weird to say, but like early 500s, meaning 590-something, 580-something, mm-hmm. and then that 
what you just said, the second temple period starts in like five, what was it? 520? 16, it says 516 BCE, yeah. So and not, it, I mean, relatively speaking. Pretty, pretty soon. Not that long after. Yeah, and it says, among the developments in Judaism that are attributed to them are the fixing of the Jewish biblical canon, including the book of Ezekiel, Daniel, Esther, and the 12 minor prophets given that they are them who probably actually did write about themselves, and the introduction of the Feast of Purim and the institution of the prayer known as the Shemua Ezra, as well as the synagogal prayers, rituals, and benedictions. That's really interesting. Wow. So, yeah, this is this great assembly. Also, something that I didn't realize is that this book is also like in three different sections so that's aren't, something. Aren't oh, they all? It does seem like they all. I know yeah. they're. They all are. Yeah, I don't. So what are like, the three sections? So the book of Ezekiel is divided into three main sections, including first the prophecies against Judah and Jerusalem, which are chapters one to twenty-four. So we're still okay. in that, and we have four more chapters to go in that, and then two the prophecies against foreign countries, which are chapters twenty-five to. 32, and then three prophecies about Israel's future. So it doesn't say when that is, but till this the is end. very similar to the pattern that we had in Jeremiah. In Isaiah? Oh, in Jeremiah, yeah. Yeah. Right? You know. Where it was like prophecies about what will happen to you, then prophecies about what will happen to everyone else, and then prophecies about how it's going to be okay exactly. later. Sort of. Just later, maybe. maybe. Yeah, well, honestly, <laughs> they really need to go to that eventually. Also, I saw that there are six times that he sees God. Oh. Whoa. We got a while. We got a few. So I feel like we've at least gone through three of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, but that means that three of them happen in the first first section of this book. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the first and second... Were there three or just two? Well, if you're counting this one, I mean... I remember like the first, you know, major one to start the book off with a bang. Right. And then the second one, which was like equally as nutty. Uh And then the third one, I would say was what just happened where it was like the Lord said to me, but maybe that's not a vision. That's more just like a listening exercise. That's not a vision. That's the same old, same old. All the other prophets have had this whole like, and God told me to say this to you. No, that's, (laughs) that's usual. I think we've only had two. Got it. Okay. All right, so maybe only two. We might two. have four more to go, which is very exciting. Yeah. That's actually very exciting. <laughs> I hope they're all that awesome, but I don't know. I, I shouldn't probably expect that, but it was awesome. I think it's going to be so, great. Anyways, yeah, more about Azeeks. Yeah. So, so okay, remember at the beginning of the episode when I played you that clip from The Rock on the red carpet? Oh, we remember. Oh, yes, of course. Remember. Yeah. On the red carpet for the red notice which apparently in the box office has done terribly. Oh, no. It's just been a huge flop. This movie... Oh, is it a new Just came out. Yeah, movie? it just came out. Has not done well at all. Boy. Not done well at all. Boy, oh, boy. But in it, there was this one little detail that came up in that People, the TV show <laughs> segment. Uh-huh. Where they said that The Rock was joined on the red carpet by his ex-wife and producer on the film, Danny Garcia. Oh. Oh. His current wife... Lauren Hashian and his mom. Oh. And I was like, wow, what a wow, the whole family. What an entourage. What a crowd. And so I was like, tell me more about this relationship with his ex-wife. Danny Garcia's cute. So 
looking at her. Yeah, so Danny Garcia, it turns out, is amazing. Like, she's amazing. I don't know if she's an actor, but Whoa. she should be cast maybe as a producer on our on our <laughs> series here, if not an actor in it. Yeah. So she got married to The Rock in 1997. So like way back during his pro wrestling days. Wow. And she is also a professional bodybuilder. Now. I was going to say, she looks like it. Yeah. She's, yeah. She is buff. Yeah. She's, she's you know, placed buff in... Buff as all heck. Yeah. Placed in international championships and, and stuff like that. But then after being married for 10 years, so in 2007, mm-hmm. uh, they separated and a year later got divorced. But the year after they got divorced, she became like his manager. Oh, wow. And... Wow. And co-created his production company with him that still existent today. So in like interviews and stuff, I was just like so blown away and inspired by this. But in interviews, she's said things like, after our divorce, we spent like a year talking to each other about like what didn't work about this. What did we want here? They had a daughter together too, who's now a little over Mm -hmm. 20 years old. Mm-hmm. compared to The Rock's two new daughters mm-hmm. that he's had in, with his new wife who are who are much younger. Mm-hmm. But uh, their 20-year-old daughter is also super inspiring and like, you know, out there being an advocate for, you know, equality and trans rights and women's rights and Black Lives Great. Matter and wow. all sorts of stuff. Really, really, really cool. That's excellent. But uh, Danny Garcia, so here's the other funny part, is that when she and The Rock were married, they both talked about how broke they were back then. Oh, yeah. And this was in his WWE days. And then fast forward to in 2018, when The Rock was the highest earning celebrity in all of Hollywood mm. in 2018. Wow. And she also owns several other companies besides the production company with The Rock and is also, you know, doing super well. well so if, she, if she's managing him and taking a, Right, like she's also benefiting quite a bit. I'm sure she's doing just fine and producing films that he's in and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, supposedly, according to what I found, like she is the reason why we all know The Rock today. Yeah, like why? Like she's the one who turned his career around from going nowhere to becoming this Hollywood legend. Like she kind of led that transition out of WWE into being a star. Wow. And part of that was when he first started out in Hollywood, there was a lot of pressure to lose weight and slim down and look more like a normal Hollywood actor. I see, and not and, be like a wonderful, thick, beefy boy like right, The Rock is. Right. Yeah. And not be this like 270-pound <laughs> pile of muscle that he is. Uh, but yeah. she was kind of one of <laughs> yeah. the forces in kind of taking over that image and being like, no. And like really helping cultivate his social media image, Mm. which is also this very positive, loving, personal thing. Uh, It's fantastic. And then to just make The Rock even more amazing. So he, you know, they got divorced. And then he was together with and had two kids with his girlfriend at the time, who was Lauren Hashian, they were together for another 10 years before they got married. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So, like, he really, like, unlike a lot of celebrities, like Justin Bieber, who, like, seven months after, it's like we get married to whoever we're dating. Right. right. You know, really took that yeah. that long road there. Hmm. Um, it was really, anyway, just the whole thing, I was like, the fact that you could show up with 
both them and his mom, who she was the one who got interviewed the most on the show and talked about how mm. naughty he was as a kid, which was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, this is, this is cool. And Danny Garcia sounds freaking awesome. And I definitely think she needs to be involved in our project somehow, maybe as a producer. Sure, bring her in. I mean, she'll probably, we'll have to interface with her because if we're going to book The Rock. That's true. That's true. Oh, obviously, yeah. If she's his manager, then we're definitely going to have to. Yeah. Maybe that's part of like signing The Rock is that she has to be a producer on it. That wouldn't surprise (laughs) me, actually. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) But it sounds great. I'm down. That's lovely. Nice. Heck yes. How lovely. Wow. Well, we hope that you all enjoyed this today. As always, it's just a fun like trip down this lane of knowledge that we didn't understand before. We didn't know about things like The Rock <laughs> and Lions mm-hmm. and uh, who wrote Ezekiel. Yeah. It's a bunch of people, 150 maybe. But we hope that you got something out of this and we will see you next week for more Ezekiel.